Good evening. I want to welcome you once again to Grace Baptist Church and remind you that we are so thankful each and every week of you joining into our weekly session. I am Jane Oles. I am the senior pastor here at Grace Baptist Church. And each week we take a few moments to study scripture together and also look at ways that we can practically apply God's word into our lives. This is session nine of a 10-part series. And so this is uh, nine. Next week we'll be looking at 10. will be our final look into this topic of spirit-empowered thinking and making sure that our thinking is in line with Scripture. And my prayer throughout this study, as I've mentioned each and every session, is that you would learn to regulate your emotions, choose your thoughts, uh, and do so wisely, and choose them through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can truly live a life that glorifies God. Our theme verse that we have been working from and thinking about each week comes from Proverbs 12, verse 5. The thoughts of the righteous are just. And I just want to reiterate, as we have maybe multiple times, maybe you've uh, caught on to this already, is that our thinking truly is a choice and our thinking patterns really do become a habit, okay? And so, like so many other habits, we have to learn to direct them towards something that that pleases God. And some habits, by the way, are easy to develop. If I wanted to develop the habit of eating ice cream every day, that's an easy habit to develop. But there are other habits that are more difficult. If I want to implement the habit of exercising every day, that can be a very difficult habit to implement into my life, which leads me really to today's topic or this area of discussion for this evening. And I want to begin by asking you a few questions and thinking about really what I just said about habits would help you kind of mentally prepare for where we're going to go in this session. Let me ask you a few questions and you can think through these on your own. The first question is this, have you ever wanted to learn something new only to quit after just a few weeks because you found out you were, quote-unquote, not good at it. Let me give you a couple of illustrations. Have you ever wanted to become maybe a cook, and you've taken some cooking lessons, and a couple of weeks, three, four weeks in, you decided that you were just not good at it? Maybe you wanted to study some area of art, some kind of design or drawing class, but it was a couple, three weeks in, you've realized I'm just not good at it. Or maybe you wanted to play some kind of sport and you went out for the first couple of practices and you found out that you were just not very good at it. Or maybe you wanted to learn a musical instrument and you went in envisioning that you could sit down at the piano and be playing a tremendous classical piece within just a few weeks. But what you learned is you're not very good at it, and the C scale became pretty boring after the first month, and so you quit. Well, have you ever, maybe maybe that doesn't resonate with you, but maybe this does. Have you ever started a new eating regimen? I just mentioned exercise. We'll use that as an illustration in a moment as well. But have you ever started a new eating regimen only to give up in just two or three weeks because you didn't lose the extra 40 pounds that you were trying to lose? Or maybe you've started a exercise 
routine and you have also stopped in frustration when after just a few weeks of lifting weights, you didn't have muscles that look like the rock. Have you ever wanted to be a better leader or a better employee? And so you went to the library, you went to the bookstore and you purchased a book on leadership or a book on whatever you wanted to improve in your life. And you read the book and two, three, four weeks later, you realize nothing's really changed. Have you ever started a new business maybe? And you thought that after a few weeks, you would be making millions of dollars only to give up in frustration. Here's one maybe you've struggled with. Have you ever wanted to be a better uh, better husband or a better wife? You've wanted a better marriage. And so you went to a weekend retreat You invested a couple of days of energy, and then you went home in two or three weeks, you were right back to where you were before. You know, I was thinking about this session, and I I always try to be as transparent as possible in these sessions, and I will say that when I look at my life, I don't generally struggle with some of the common areas that, that some people struggle with. I don't struggle with fear, generally. I don't struggle with anxiety. I don't struggle with laziness. Um, And I don't really struggle with loneliness. In fact, I'm not sure what that feels like. I've never really felt a time in my life that I said, man, I'm just so lonely. But I have, like everybody else and like you, I have besetting sins. And one of them is what I want to talk about tonight in relation to the questions that I just asked you. Because like you, I am a very impatient person. The reality is that we give up so often in life because we just become impatient. We are not very good at sticking through with something and seeing it through to the end. In fact, we find this principle in several verses of scripture, but the one that I want to share with you tonight is found in Ecclesiastes 7, verse 8, where Solomon says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. And listen to this. And the patient spirit is better than the proud spirit. In other words, it is better to be patient and it is better to see something through to the end than to begin something and just quit because we expect something to become Uh, easy. We expect it to happen in a very short period of time. There's a very important principle in this little verse, and that is that perseverance, courage, and patience are required to see something through to the end. So if the end of the thing truly is better than the beginning, we have to learn how to see things through. We have to learn how to end well. If a patient spirit is better than a proud spirit, then it would seem to me we need to be learning how we can develop an attitude, a thought process that develops patience in my life. Now, here's some observations about the world that you might want to think about with me tonight. Number one, quitters abound. There are quitters everywhere. We are always in such a hurry to get things started But it's very difficult to see things through to the end. It's easy to begin studying a new instrument. It's easy to begin a new business. It's easy to begin a new workout regimen or a new 
eating habit or something like that. That's easy to do. What is hard is to see it through all the way to the end. Now, why do we quit so readily? Why do we quit so easily? Why is it true that quitters abound, that people don't often see things through to the end? Well, sometimes what happens is we become overconfident. We believe that success will be easy to obtain. We live in a culture of three quick steps, three easy steps, five easy ways to have a better kid by tomorrow, five easy ways to have a better marriage by two o'clock this afternoon. And it's very difficult for us to, at times, put aside our overconfidence, believing that something is going to be easy. Here's the reality. Many of us want very easy steps and very easy ways to find or to achieve big results. When you look at the weight loss industry or you look at the exercise industry, there are all kinds of products that promise you easy results. They just don't exist. So sometimes it's this overconfidence that we believe something is going to be easy. Now, the other, the other reality for our world that feeds this expectation that things are just easy is the idea of an overnight success. You see someone, they come out of the blue, they come from nowhere, and they have this period of time that they are just experiencing success. And you hear the phrase, wow, they are just taking the world by storm. They are an overnight ex- uh, success. And yet in reality, we see the result, but we fail to recognize the years and years and years and years and hours and hours of effort and energy and time that was invested in order to become a success in order for someone to become recognized. They probably failed before. They probably have experienced many setbacks in their career. And yet what we see is a moment in time and we believe in our overconfidence that life should just be easy. I should go out, do this, and have this result within a few short periods, in a very short period of time. I know I I do a lot of reading on the on uh, the area of learning how to be a better writer, on how to be a better communicator. And when you talk about writers and people who have been published, the vast majority of them have been rejected by 10, 15, 20, 30 different publishing houses before they ever have the success of getting their book published. But all you see is the best-selling book on the New York Times bestseller list. Wow, what an overnight success. Mm, Not really. It took them years to get to that point. It took them multiple periods of rejection to get to that point. But we believe in our overconfidence that somehow it's going to be easy for me. Now, here's another reason that quitters abound and we give up so easily is we underestimate the cost. We expect immediate results. We want them yesterday. We don't want to invest time and energy into working towards something. We simply want to show up, put in as little effort as possible, and experience great success. So, very often, this is causing us to quit when we don't see the result that we are expecting in a short period of time and with as little of an investment as possible. 
how much time, energy, and even money are you willing to invest? We want a world where there is no lines and no waiting. We want a microwavable result, instant result. We want it to happen immediately. I play the guitar a little bit. I also play the violin a little bit. And I remember when I first started playing the guitar that I remember learning these chord progressions and my teacher would tell me to go home and practice. Well, you know, I grew up watching guitar players and and seeing them, how they could just play effortlessly and how easy it looked to them. They could be looking out the window or talking to somebody and still playing their guitar with no effort. And I remember getting my very first guitar and I was about 12 or 13 years old and I got my guitar and I went home and I just expected that I was going to be able to go up and down the neck and play all these really cool riffs on my guitar. And the reality was I was terrible. I had to learn how to tune the guitar. I had to learn the names of the notes and where my fingers went on the very basic uh, notes that are found on the guitar neck all the way at the top. And I wanted to play way down here. I had to learn uh, that my fingers had to develop calluses from playing for a period of time in order for my fingers to be able to press the strings and they would bleed and they would hurt. And I remember going into my guitar lesson and I would play this song, you know, Mary Had a Little Lamb or whatever it was that I was playing. And I would pluck along and he would look at me and he said, did you practice this week? Wow, man, I don't have to practice. I mean, I'm, I'm a prodigy. I'm going to be this great, wonderful guitar player. No, it's really not that easy. It really takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of practice. I heard the statement once that we don't practice something to get it right. We practice something so we can't get it wrong. And so the imagery there is in order for us to have this idea of success, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes perseverance. Now, so number one, we've looked at the fact that quitters abound. The reason being we get overconfident. We also underestimate the cost. We don't want to invest time and energy into it. But here's another reality. Impatience is a mark of pride, not power. Notice the contrast that we read in that verse back in Ecclesiastes 7 that a that a spirit of patience is better than a proud spirit. We're going to study pride next week in session number 10. It'll be our last study together. And, and please come back for that one because it's going to tie some of our other discussions together in that last session. But our impatience really is a mark of pride. I shouldn't have to work that hard. I shouldn't have to invest that much energy. Very often we embark on something with pride in our own ability to carry it through only to quit after a few discouragements, after a few times of failure. We have to patiently, persistently, and diligently see things through till the end. I, I, I go to a local gym. I've been going to this gym for a long time, about 10 years. And, every, and I've been around gyms and, and weightlifting and stuff for much of my life. And I can typically, the first part of the year, this year was very different with COVID, but I could tell you the beginning of the year, there's going to be an influx of people 
And generally speaking, I get it wrong sometimes, but I can generally say that person will probably quit within the first month. This person probably will not make it. That one might. I've been wrong a few times, but generally I can discern just by watching. There's this exuberant expectation that, man, it's January 1st. I made this New Year's resolution to lose 40 pounds or to be able to bench press my my body weight, whatever the goal is, and they think after a couple of weeks, man, they're going to be right where they want to be, and then they're sore, or they get hurt a little bit, and it gets hard, and it gets difficult to get there every single day, and there's excuses that we can just make, and it just falls apart and unravels. Why? Because we're impatient, and we lack the character at times to see things through until the end. Now, in the book of James, chapter 5, and this is found in the New Testament, we find this teaching here where James says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Now, listen to this illustration that James gives us. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit on the earth, being patient about it until he receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. You see, our attitudes, because they are habitual, that so often we have developed a habit of becoming impatient with life's circumstances. We have learned throughout our lifetime that change is difficult. We've also learned throughout our lifetime how we respond to the circumstances of life. And very often we become impatient. Why? Well, we also live in a world that demands and promises easy steps to success, instant gratification. We must learn to be patiently persevering instead. One Hollywood person I read a number of years ago said instant gratification takes too long. And I think that's how we think sometimes, that we believe everything should be instantaneous, everything should happen exactly as I want it to. And yet, James says that we are to be patient. Now, what does that mean? Well, the word means to be of a long spirit, to persevere patiently and bravely. Listen to this. Enduring misfortune and troubles. It also means, by the way, to be patient and bearing the offenses and injuries of others, to be long-suffering, to be slow to anger, to be slow to punish. So patience isn't just this externalism that I am just putting up with you. It means that I am being long-spirit. I am persevering patiently and bravely. I am understanding that change sometimes takes a while. It takes a period of time. It takes consistency. It takes perseverance. In fact, the imagery that James gives us is actually the imagery of a farmer. A farmer doesn't go out and plant his or her seed into the ground uh, one afternoon and come back the next morning and expect to harvest a crop. It doesn't work that way. It takes a long period of time. It takes time and investment to make sure that their crops have the proper water that they need, the proper nutrients that they need in order to flourish. And the same is true in our lives. Now, let me share with you in in closing of this session, I want to share with you a couple of other verses when we think about this issue of patience. 
In Isaiah chapter 30, this is an Old Testament verse found in uh, the prophet Isaiah's book, chapter 30, verse 18 says, Therefore the Lord is waiting to show you mercy and is rising up to show you compassion, for the Lord is a just God. Happy are all who wait patiently for him. God's timetable is usually not our timetable. Things do not happen instantaneously. The culture may promise easy. The culture may promise instant gratification. But if you want a better marriage, if you want a healthier lifestyle, if you want to take up music lessons or cooking lessons, or you want to invest in something you want to learn how to do, you need to learn to be persevering and patient as you develop that. Change is hard. Change takes time. But daily patience is also very much needed. As this word, as we described, that James uses putting up with, being patient with the sinfulness of people and the offenses that people give to us. That's really where my impatience comes in is the little things of life, waiting at the red light, the person that cuts me off in traffic, the the person that does the same thing that they've done 50 times already that day to irritate me. That's where my impatience comes in, and it's very often that your impatience is fed by the same circumstances that bring this besetting sin often to your life as it does in mine. James 4, to quote James one more time, verse 10 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, before the Lord, and he will exalt you. It starts with humility. We're going to come back to that in session number 10 next week. And so please come back and join us for that that session. But I leave you tonight with this very simple sentence. Patiently persevering requires waiting on the Lord for his timing and his provision. Nothing in this world is easy. Nothing in this world worth having comes without some level of investment of time, energy, and sometimes money. Put your impatience aside, learn to be patient, and it begins by humbling yourself before Almighty God. If you want more information about our ministry, please find us at gracenc.org. You can get many of your questions answered there on our website. Also, if you would like to contact us, there is a contact button on our website. Please feel free to email us and contact us through our website. Again, that is gracenc.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can certainly find out more information about us there and find out what's going on here in our ministry. So thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you once again next week, and God bless you.